What an absolute delight that song is. <laughs> Ooh, god damn. Oh, starting off with my favorite. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, welcome to CRT Sound System. Um, this week is episode 34, and we're talking about Om Jammer Lemmy. Um, yes. Oh, yes. Reese is here with me as always. Reese, how are you? I'm great. I want to potty. I want to be real naughty. Uh, how are you, Tom? <laughs> I'm pretty good, yeah. Excited to talk about this game. Um, yeah, just uh, I'm looking forward to it, uh, and we've I'm, got a I'm guest. Really, yeah, I'm really oh, excited to to have our uh, the guest we we keep bullying to come on because <laughs> uh, Milk Can has three members. Uh, Tom, you're the you know the the star of the show. Uh, so you're um um Jammer Lammy. Uh, I'm I'm Katie Cat because uh, I'm a little kitty, and we needed the drummer 
who uh, stares at us as we goof off. Uh, and so, Roar, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your time. Yeah. I'm so hmm. pleased to join Three time champion. Again. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, in one of Roar's streams, uh, she was playing, I think it was Got to Move um, during one of the breaks. And when we were talking about this, it's just like, Roar, Roar's got to come on this one. This is, uh, <laughs> you know, such such yeah. a classic. Uh, so, yeah, well, you, so, you've yeah. been pushing for this since like day one of the pause. <laughs> Absolutely. You're like, we've got to do Animal Jammer Lammy, and we kept getting pushed back for, for this and that reason. Um, mm -hmm. And then eventually I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm putting the foot down. We're doing a Num Jammer Lammy episode for the oh, end of the year. Absolutely. I mean, that that for me is, is this this is the, the tip top of video game soundtracks just on a personal level. Yeah. Um, mm. this, this is the one. Like, I loved Parappa, but it's it's. You know, not uh, being the whitest person on earth, it, it it was not necessarily as aligned. But you know, girl rocker stuff uh, was was mm. what really just blasted the brain out of my skull. Um, so so I've definitely been advocating for this one. I'm I'm um jammer Reese in the Discord. It's yeah, it's, it's the one. Um. So yeah, I suppose um, if you want to tell us a bit about the game, just generally. Um... I'm personally mostly familiar with Parappa. Um, mm. I've known of the existence of this game for a while, but it was I didn't never really pay much attention to it until you uh, you started going on about it. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, it's it's very similar to Parappa. Yeah, uh, it is. It is except for I think you know behind the scenes. I'm sure musically, it's a much different process than mm. um, you know integrating voice samples and. Uh, trying to integrate the, the 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 guitar element you know it's it's, yeah. it's not like it's so desperate but um i it it is just the same thing of just like seven levels of you know lammy wakes up uh, after a dream with uh, chop chop master onion uh <laughs> telling her that she's got to believe the guitars in her mind and that's kind of the conceit of the whole game is that she's 15 minutes until the show starts she's she slept in uh and you know we we, we all can uh, relate to that and <laughs> and it, they, they just keep doing problems in the way oh a building is on fire and all the streets are closed well she's gonna have to take the hose and pretend it's a guitar and put out a massive <laughs> urban fire uh she yeah. needs to uh, deforest a good hunk of her town with uh <laughs> and um and yeah, it's it's the same sort of like call and response stuff of, mm -hmm. of Parappa, where you know you, you know it says square square lr, and you have to put it put it in exactly. And if you can kind of improvise uh, in to the beat with with the notes, you, you have this kind of like free flowing just jam session like Parappa had. Um, and it sort of you know ends with a a, a rousing song. Uh, about believing in yourself uh, when she gets mm. to the show, and it's you know not not deep, but I just think the soundtrack is so good, and yeah. uh, I'm, I'll get more into it later. But um, I think the creator Messiah uh, Matsura Matsura, thank you, uh, yeah. is you know he's really like a world class musician. It it seems like he's he's done so much stuff before and after. He's got like a thousand weird experimental games. Like that he's uh, that's came after this, and he's a guitar player, 
and I think that shows is like this is the one that's closest to his heart. And it's like it's not that you know Parappa's anyway. I'm not speaking ill of that of any way. That is foundational. It's a credible game. But this is the one I think that connects most with with him as a musician. And it's it's just incredible. I think it sings the most and Parappa is so much more popular. But mm. to me, this is this is really the star of the show of of his works. Cool. Um Roar, what's your uh, general experience and thoughts on on Um Jammer Lammy, if any? So I uh I also am more familiar with Parappa, but I played through Um Jammer Lammy like once and so much of the music has just stuck with me for so many years. <laughs> like I still put on Fright Flight when I'm stuck in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it yeah, it's it's really cool how it just like really travels the idea of rock. Because I, I was mm. reading a little bit about the game, and one of the artists protested doing a spin-off game because rock was, like, such a nebulous concept. And I think this game really embraces that yeah. in a way. Yeah, like, even even that first track, like, it's all it's sort of all over the place musically. It's almost um, like a musical. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not even it's not even strictly that like a rock track like even though there are tracks later that are more rocky uh it's sort of it there's it actually reminds me in places of like frank zappa and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, where it's like it's sort of adjacent to rock but it's a lot more sort of avant-garde and weird about it yeah it, it boils it down in a really interesting way mm. and i i've heard him and other uh, people associated with the production of these games refer to the genre of Parappa and Umjammer Lammy as music video games. Like that's that's it's, it's like very much in a you know the MTV sense, not not yeah. necessarily in the rhythm game sense. And this does have the vibe of just like I don't know. I remember in college we would just have you know vhs tapes of just like two hours of music videos and we get you know extremely baked and put those on yeah um, and it feels like kind of that vibe is like you can the story's there and it's funny and silly but it's mm-hmm. very much kind of like trying to embrace that um and uh and, you know i i am not somebody who who has you know a strong understanding of sort of like what what the history of the rock vibe was. Uh, mm. I, 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 I would say of the different arts, I understand music the least, which is why I started this podcast so I could listen <laughs> and understand more of it. Um, but yeah, I think that, that that is the vibe. Um, and I'll talk more about uh, the, the creator lately, but it, it's very interesting the way he talks about Parappa and sort of the games after it, where he's just mm. like, to me, I was a successful commercial musician my band was a huge hit in japan i had a made a lot of money doing commercial music and he fucking just just kind of quit the band dropped all of that to make parappa which he had no console game experience whatsoever he made like some shit for the apple II, and it was a disaster and he was just like the whole reason i did that i didn't care how much of a disaster it was is because i wanted to break down the wall between the individual and the music. I want them to feel connected to it like I do as a musician. And it's like, I, I feel like he's not trying to like pull from different genres and shit from rock. He's just, it's, it's very vibes based. He's just like, yeah. yeah, you need, it needs to be heavier here. 
and a, a bit more experimental and weird in taste in teriyaki. You know, we need we need Prague there, uh, but yeah. you know, we they, it doesn't feel like we need to have like seven different genres or anything. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's definitely um, that's definitely the vibe you get, and yeah, um, and it, it's something we do talk about a lot. I think with, with regards to video game music, um, broadly speaking, where like the the vibe and the the atmosphere is almost um as animating a factor in terms of what the music will sound like as anything else mm-hmm. um especially when you're not constrained by like the boundaries of genre like you would be if you were to say okay i'm sit down and say i'm going to make a rock album um you know that sort of that gives you parameters to work within whereas like if you're if you're just like okay i'm just going to make this game uh, and whatever the vibe is it's going to be what it is um, you know, it gives you that freedom to sort of experiment in a way that you probably wouldn't if you were just doing a regular record. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a drum kit that sounds like this grumpy little carrot would be playing it. <laughs> it's a very grumpy carrot. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and, and you're just like, that is absolutely the grumpy little carrot drum kit. Like, how else could it be anything else? Uh, <laughs> just immediately inhabits it. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll we'll go into the first block of tracks. Um, so I've got three uh, to start with. The first one is uh, "I Am a Master and You." Uh, second one is "Fire Fire," and then the third one is "Got to Move." <laughs> Yes, forever. How many challenges come and at you? Fast to the fire. Don't tire now, pick. in your hand. <laughs> 
what is it?
I guess this is the sort of like victory lap song more than anything else. Yeah. Which which the Parappas have as well. Yeah. Would be really embarrassing to have to play the last level like ten times to get it right. <laughs> yeah. You just see the same people leave over and over. <laughs> <laughs> um, having just played it and uh failing this one a couple times, because like the last like couple of bars have have tricky bits in them and you have to mm. be be rocking good to beat the song so it's no matter how high your score is it's it's easy for me anyways to dip to bad uh, but the song is so good that I'm, yeah. I'm happy to just be like you know what no cutting corners let's just get this done um <laughs> let me just say uh because i don't want to forget uh rest in peace michelle burks uh i was really sad to learn in in my prep that uh she passed away because i've fucking love uh katie cat in this um and i know she did some vocals for parappa as well 
So uh, it's yeah. it's it's you know what can you say? Uh, but still, I just I think she's great. You know, it's it's I love I love the band Milkcast in general. And when we listen to some of her tracks later from the uh, uh, weird uh, kind of remastered release they did mm. uh, of of the soundtrack. Um, and I think she's fucking incredible in that. Um, so I just wanted to underscore that. Yeah. Um, I think definitely later uh, we'll talk a bit more about that. Because that was something that when I was putting the episode together really confused me. Um because I was like, oh, these are very different versions, so I wasn't sure if it was like an arranged thing or what. But yeah, um, it was it was confusing at the time because um, this this was I I only learned about this because I'm an um jammer, lamy freakazoid, um, mm. and apparently they spent a lot of time and money on this, and then they were just like, Americans aren't going to like it. They and they just without fanfare put it up on milkcan.com as a free download and just like didn't tell anybody and so like one day i'm checking milkcan.com for updates like the weirdest nerd on earth and just being like oh cool what is this um and it was really confusing to why it existed but i i love it now um anyways um so we listen this is the stage one stage two and then this the last stage no cutting corners yeah, um, it's it's they, they it's it's an interesting spread. Yeah, um, well, this was as we were talking about sort of the um, the way that the genre is not constrained um, in that. Like the the first two tracks are sort of very funky, um, and like it's it's sort of it's interesting to open to open the game that uh, with a track that's like it's not it's clearly not a rock track. It's like it's almost something that could be using Parappa the Rapper, except for the fact that it just has you doing call and response guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously uh, that is something we're going to uh, talk about later, I suppose, anyway. Yeah. Um, because uh, there is there is Parappa versions of pretty much all the tracks. Is it all of them or just some of them? They they didn't include, uh, there was, for whatever reason, uh, the Parappa version of Stage 1 was not included in the Western release. Um, okay. But it exists there. there yeah, it's, it's full a... Parappa, but you have to. But you're not allowed to be Parappa Stage One. And they're just like, oh, it's because it's um Jammer Lammy's dream. Uh, you know, Parappa can't show up in her dream, and it's just like, no, just, just, just because it's just because there was some sort of error and or whatever in the production. Who knows? Oh, okay, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, um, I like the the second one. Then I, I as I was saying to you, it really, really reminds me of like Parliament Funkadelic or, or something like that. It's just got that. Um, and even like the call and response, you know, despite the fact that it is part of of the game's gameplay itself, um, that is a very sort of Parliament Funkadelic thing to have those sort of call and response between sort of vocals and other instruments, um, or even instruments and other instruments. Um, so it it really gives it a, a, a very special, a very particular vibe. Um, and then yeah, the the last track, "Got to Move," is a much more sort of straightforward rock track. Then. Um, and I just, I, I really love the guitar on that. It's such a, um, you know, just the way they sort of express emotion mm-hmm. um, through the guitar playing it, with just these little short licks that are sort of, you know, they obviously match vocal melodies and so on. But like the way they do do that is is so well done in this in the soundtrack. Um, I, I feel like it's something that when I'm playing the game, it's really going to uh, jump out at me as well. Yeah, just the, the it it's it's definitely a real conversation between the vocals and the guitar. 
I was just yeah. here. I've forgotten everything bad that's happened to me in the last week in just those three tracks. So, <laughs> yeah, I, it's uh, it's really something. It's it's really funny playing the game too with the the second track, the funk track, because it's it's like that's the scenario where you you, you this uh you know Parliament funkadelic dog just hands you a hose and he's like it's all right. Who cares? Let's just hang out and fucking put out a massive urban fire together. Whatever. Just, you know, putting on a show like no other. Um, and I don't know. That, that is such a... I, I I don't know if this is true, but to me that feels like a funk attitude. <laughs> yeah, let's just put out the fire together. <laughs> um, and it's like... It, it's such such a silly presentation, but it, all these little bits fit. And then, like, if you're if you're rocking bad or awful, you know, like Libby's lost control of the hose, and you just see her just like thirty five <laughs> stories up, like just just blast it, just like unable to control the water pressure. Um, it's so fucking funny. That's great. Yeah, I love the idea that like, in order for her to actually control this, she has to pretend it's a guitar. So, like, the more of a guitar it is, the less of a hose it is. <laughs> so, like, yeah, as as I say, if you're if you're fucking it up, you're not doing doing good guitar work on it. Um, then it's just uh, the hose is not going to respect you. The hose has vibe checked you and is deemed you unworthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and getting into uh, the last track, uh, it's called called uh, got to move. Um. Mm. And but to me, in my heart, before I knew the tracks, it's called No Cutting Corners. Uh, <laughs> but that that's that's when Lammy finally gets to the show, uh, and it's finally the guitar is real. Uh, she has uh, made a guitar out of wood in one of the previous stages, and <laughs> is rocking hard. And I I I, I it it's my favorite uh, non credits track. Um, and my favorite like presentation, as fun and silly as all the other ones are, um, just because mm. like I, I was talking about before, uh, it's if if you're rocking rocking bad in that one, people just leave. And <laughs> yeah. so like if you're if you're rocking awful, it's like you're it's it's like chop chop master onion, your grandma and nobody else in the audience. But if you get back up to good, people like return from the lobby from their smoke break. They're just like, oh, we were going to fucking hit up Arby's, but we, we heard that she got a hold of it. We heard you were rocking good. Yeah, exactly. So we're back. And it's just we're like, got round. you're so, and it's just like, instead of being like, you fucking fair weather fans, you fucking pieces of shit. You're just like, yes. <laughs> um, and you know, she's crowd surfing and she, you know, everybody from the game is there. Um, and I really love in both this and Parappa, there is, like you said, Tom, before, it's a victory lap. Uh, these are usually not the easiest stages, but easier than I think of the couple of stages you've played before, and which is also mm. true of the Parappa games, where the the spider, the funky spider comes out, and you just have a Let's Believe in Ourselves song. And this is like the rock version of the Let's Believe in Ourselves song. Yeah. Um, you know, just a, just a little bit more edge to to that, where it's just like, no, you just gotta work through it, and and it all matches up with the themes and everything. And I really love that, just 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 for the the vibe, especially you know from what I heard, making you connect with the music of of it. It could be you know, it's that that sort of stuff. It's very easy 
for it to be saccharine and you don't want to take it seriously. Um, and, and this game is already so light and fluffy. It could, could be too much, but it's, it's presented in such a way that it's, it's a triumph instead. And, and, you know, mm. to, to repeat victory lap. Um, and it's so exciting and it just immediately cuts to keep your head up in the credits. Um, after you get the sort of like, yeah, we did it. We're rock superstars. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I'm, I'm going to be extra this whole fucking podcast. No, go for it. That's, <laughs> that's what we're here for. Um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll jump into the next set of tracks anyway. Um, we've got three more. Um, so we have uh, Taste Teriyaki, Power Off, Power On, and Baby Baby. Here. No, here, not here. 
I wasn't quoting the song at the top of the episode about wanting to be naughty and go potty. That's just me. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, do you have to like do some babysitting in this episode or in this song? <laughs> uh, I I don't I don't I, I skipped the cutscenes in my playthrough, so I don't remember. But my rec- my recollection is is that you know Lammy eats a lot of Jello or drinks a lot of water or something, and so she's cartoon fat. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. And so and so they think she's she's pregnant, um, and so for some reason she has to. Help a large centipede take care of <laughs> exactly. approximately 300 children. Is that some sort of like scared strange thing? That like... <laughs> <laughs> if you if you ever have a teen pregnancy, you have to go and um, mind a centipede. I don't know. This is pretty. There's a song on Make It Sweet that seems very pro uh, teen pregnancy. <laughs> they 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 have like you know little like. 35 second jingles. I um, mean, one of them is about how wonderful it is uh, that uh, they've created life, you and I. That's, uh, and so, yeah, it's not like a, um, it's not a fantasy or anything. This is just, this is something that happens to her. I mean, and all this in the 15 minutes it takes for her to get to the concert. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, she, she wakes up uh, and it's 15 minutes uh, and she, Fights a fire, is is in a jumbo jet that we'll hear later, um, and uh, she takes care of a child. Uh, and the the taste of teriyaki, the first one we mm. uh, we listen to, she is like transported to an island for some reason. Um, well, that's a funny one because the island is an also a change for the U.S. version. Oh, is that the one that was a hell? It was hell. Yeah, in the... exactly, exactly, and it works so much better as hell. Um, <laughs> She looks okay. on a banana and dies. It goes to hell. <laughs> yeah, um, and, I, and, I remember and hearing like, about that. Yeah, it's like if you don't, uh, and she, and then the like, the the fucked up mean idol is just like, I'll bring you back to life if you don't fuck up the guitar in my hell uh, solo. Um, Taste of Teriyaki was one that took me a long time to to appreciate. That was always the one I hated when I was uh, a teen, but I, I have come to like it. But I do think the milk can version later on mm. is, is much better. Uh, um, but yeah, but we don't it actually does have the milk can version of this. Oh, we do. Yes, actually, yeah, we do. Sorry, yeah, that, that's the last track, which I think is a yeah. great great choice. But uh. What Taste of Teriyaki, the first song in our of the last block, does give us is Rami. Um, it, which is player two in in yeah. the uh, general uh, um jammer Lammy oeuvre, okay. where uh, it's it's just like like Lammy gets faxed back to life, and there's like a black and white copy that that reads as uh, Lammy boy moding uh, in in 2023. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And it's and she she's like the mean one who's just like you're so stupid. You fucked up the guitar for us when you're like trying to do co-op in the arcade version and stuff. Mm. Um, which which I will definitely talk about. Uh, I think a little later on. But yeah, um, that's definitely something because that's only recently sort of surfaced, hasn't it? It's recent, very very recently. Um, yeah, and, okay, and we'll, we'll talk about it now because yeah, why not? Well, my, my, why not? <laughs> Tell okay. me about it. Um, so there was, uh, Bandai saw Konami, like, absolutely destroying the rhythm game, 
uh, industry. Um, and it, they, 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 and I came up with like four games that to, to kind of compete. And it was like an Aerosmith game. They were all dog shit, except yeah. for um, Jammer Lammy now. Um, and it's just basically, you know, watching the YouTube's videos of it, it's like a really cool guitar hero type controller um, with, mm. with make, you know, the same seven songs, but you could do co-op or versus. You could have, uh, you know, you, player one is always uh, Lammy, and then player two could either be Rammy or Parappa. Um, but they just recently found everything they needed to basically unlose that lost media. Um, yeah. And I, what I think is even more cool and interesting about it is that it is really resonated with people. Like, you know, watching these YouTube mm. videos about, um, you know, I'm Jammer Lammy and interviews and stuff, it's, it's like 14 views, 300 views, uh, and they're like good videos. And but it's like this lost media find. It's like e people just like looking at the menu screen or like gameplay demonstration. It's mm. like three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand views, um, and it's it's it, and it really I think shows how this this these games have have kind of resonated with people because it looks so fucking fun to play and it looks really well yeah. made. Um, uh, and... I'm just reading here that it's going to be dumped. Um... At some point, <laughs> uh, I think it's dumped. Um, I think the, you can get the ROM. Yeah, but um, the 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 owner of the actual physical machine is Jonathan Ross, um, and I don't know if people know who that is, except for I, like I don't. our English and Irish listeners. But he's like a, he's a, he's like a late night host, um, and um, uh, like he was a, a, f a film reviewer, uh, but he's also sort of famously a massive weeb and game nerd. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, and like. Um, yeah, just it, it's actually wild that he'd be the the one to actually own a copy or own the the, the last remaining uh, um jammer machine. Uh, so yeah. shout out to Jonathan Ross, I suppose. John, it, it's really cool, honestly, and it's it. He emailed, uh, you know, Nanana Osha, what whatever the company is called, and the 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 people who created the arcade machine too, and they're just like. Yeah, we thought that this was lost forever. We don't have any documents or anything about it. Like, and they're just like, it's so cool you did this. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's there's there's still like a lot of actual new content, but they did create like, you know, um, marquee attraction screens where like. They're changing channels, and that's where you see a Chop Chop Master Onion uh, leading aerobics. Mm. Joe Chen is like the host of the whole thing, um, and Joe Joe Chen is like hilariously shitty, where he's just like, "I hope you fail, because then I have less work to do." <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, and they have like you, the Parappa Stage One is included, stuff like that. But I mm. thought it was more most interesting watching. Um, the videos of somebody playing it is that they were talking about like how well made the guitar controller is. They were just like, this is the best, you know, guitar peripheral I've ever played. Um, it, it feels so good. Um, and it, it, I wasn't able to parse entirely how the guitar worked, um, mm. from looking at it, but it's like, instead of L, L and R, there's like a whammy bar and like a weird, like, uh, 
Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it looks funky. And, and and it's just like one of the most fun things to to be unlost. And it honestly looks like a fucking blast to play. There's nothing I would love more than to yeah. have a um jammer lammy now tournament uh, at, <laughs> at, at at the future billionaire CRT sound system offices. <laughs> I love arcade games with giant plastic peripherals. I miss those. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's uh, it, it's something that's lost. Um, because even even recently I was in a it was in a barcade and they just had like a guitar hero. Um and the arcade version of that seems to just be the actual game. I'm not sure how it's different really, but like just it it reminded me of just when those were just all over the place. Uh, even in people's houses, like the the whole guitar hero craze. Um oh. but it was nice to just walk into an arcade and just sort of stand at a thing and, and put on the guitar. Um, and just have a good time. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Uh, so the other songs were um, the I don't know that I forget the name of the track. The 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 tree song. Um, the tree. Power on, yeah. power off. Power on, power on. Power yeah. on, power off. Exactly. Which I love uh, most of all. It's it's a great track, but I love most of all because that is one of the other tracks that was censored. Because the original lyrics that, like, the European and Japanese version, because the Japanese version uh, had, they, they sung everything in English, mm. um, was about a celebration of deforesting. They were just like, it, <laughs> oh, you know, just talking about, it, it, it's so good to, to chop down trees, go down and chop down trees and feel great about it. They changed it to, like, rocking or whatever the, the, the lyrics are. <laughs> um, and I think that's so good. They were just like, we can't. You can't tell American children to chop down trees. They'll do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a heartbeat. Video <laughs> games, they're impressioning on all of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But the vocalist for that one is is Everett Bradley, um, which, okay. which, Roar, which Roar pointed out to me uh, a while ago. And it was interesting uh, kind of looking him up because I think he's kind mm. of like the most famous person involved with these games um because he's the percussionist for bon jovi and has done like been that sort of role for bruce springsteen um and other similar sort of like huge american bands and it's just mm. like this 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 guy who's just a fucking immense talent like he was the first american director of stomp and won like a tony award for it it's just like this next level s-rank musician who is playing a a goofy beaver, uh, <laughs> <laughs> carving out uh, Lammy's guitar with a chainsaw, um, and it's 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 just really cool to see, you know that that kind of inclusion where it's just just like they they sussed out who was the best, who is willing, um, because it, mm. he he seems to have like a real passion for doing vocalist work as well. Yeah, I um, mean, he was just like, yeah, I'll I'll do a goofy accent for this. Um, and 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 perhaps best known to to our audience as a having been involved with uh, a thousand uh, Sonic songs, um, yeah. you know, yeah. I it, it, I think you know my my favorite track of the ones he's been involved when invo involved in is Rhythm and Balance. Yeah, um, which we have and they're sort of like. Everett Bradley like playlists of like all the Sonic songs he worked on, but he's just like a musical genius. Like I, I found some 
like you know zero view uh youtube video of him just like singing and doing latin percussion and just being like this is fucking <laughs> this is a level of skill i will never accomplish with anything like this guy plays 700 instruments better than i can breathe like <laughs> it's so good yeah, so i, I don't know drums and drummers who can sing terrify me yeah it's 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 basically magic to me <laughs> i just think uh, but it's funny was... just oh, opposing his voice from like supporting me against goofy chainsaw man <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. it's real good Alright. Um so I think before we jump into the next set of tracks anyway, I suppose uh the, the, the next ones we have, these are all from like the Parappa um version of the game. So like you can just play through the game again and you just do it as Parappa, is that my understanding? Or is yeah, it like, there, there, there are, or... I, I think it's once you get there, there's there's like a, a bevy of menu options. Mm. Of where just like you know jukebox and stuff like that, they kind of just want you to play through the game first, and then once you do, you can. Uh, I think then you can have like you know Rami versus stuff. Um, I think that all unlocks yeah. after you beat Got to Move. Okay. Um, and then I then and Parappa just showing up and he's like, "Yeah, I also rap here. Remember <laughs> me? I'm I'm the one that's ten thousand times more popular." So yeah, it's it's a cool thing to do it as well. Yeah. Um, so I suppose we'll we'll jump into those and then we'll talk a little bit more about Parappa and his contributions. Um, so um, these are all sort of again re redos of tracks that we've already had. So um, the first one is "Got to Move," and uh, next one is "Taste of Teriyaki." Uh, then "I'm a Master and You," and then the last one is "Fire Fire." Just to prevent me from running. Just to prevent me from running. 
with your game. I still feel and smell your smoke and I cannot play fake with your game. Cause I know that you're gonna behave like a child from the world way up above. Cause I know that you're gonna behave like a child from the world way up above. In any case, it's all up to you if you can just show me just what you can do. In any case, it's all up to you if you can just show me just what you can do. I sure hope that you ain't no bluff. I've seen many, many of those. I've had enough. I sure hope that you ain't no bluff. I've seen many, many of those. I've had enough. Somebody come and rescue me quick, or I'm gonna be the angel's next pick. Somebody come and rescue me quick, or I'm gonna be the angel's next pick. You don't want to see me get hurt. The angel been mean to me, that's for sure. You don't want to see me get hurt. The angel's been mean to me, that's for sure. If I can have half another wish, I want the devil to join my next dish. If I can have half another wish, I want the devil to join my next dish. Down. 
cry pick, choke fly pick, cry chop down, cry chop down, pick bang cry, pick burn cry, cry fly chop, cry fly chop, pick burning cry, pick burning cry, fly chop chop, fly chop chop, pick burning cry fly chop chop, pick burning cry fly chop chop. I am a master and you. I am a master and you. What you are holding in your hand? Ah, teacher, what is this? Oh yes, welcome to the fire. Uh, yes, welcome to the fire. This has been my long desire. This has been my long desire. Um, just just to re just to repeat, since we're we're in the thing, um, the I, I mentioned before that Masai uh, uh, Matsura uh, was successful uh, 
Japanese musician, uh, both commercially and artistically. Like he's, and he did like a bunch of like uh, anime uh, songs that are like considered yeah. just like legendary fucking classics, even before uh, all all this happened. But he heard Paul Hardcastle doing vocal samples in EDM in like 1981 and he was just like you know what i should have fucking quit my job as a successful musician and make parappa the rapper because it just like <laughs> compelled him so much yeah um you know it, it wasn't quite like that i'm sure but it's it seems very clearly that he was very charmed by the idea of vocal samples and that's why mm. even though he is not it doesn't seem to be involved in hip hop at all, except for Parappa the Rappa. Why yeah. he chose it to be a hip hop game is just because he wanted that so much, and it just connected with him so deeply. Because yeah. you, if if you listen to any of his other music, it's he's like a he plays a ton of instruments, but it seems to be more in the vein of a guitar player, keyboard, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's. Uh, he he does a lot of stuff now where he'll like whenever you see him doing um live shows with um jammer lammy music he's got like a um filter that makes him sound like Katie Cat which i think is really funny and sings the <laughs> Katie Cat parts uh, <laughs> so it's 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 very interesting um my favorite little thing about his discography is that he did all the music for the sweet home live action adaption um, he's just fucking Ooh. done everything. Um, <laughs> and so it's, it's very interesting to me that it's just sort of like he just created this. And it's really like, like, you know, Parappa is, you know, it's not the most popular rhythm game of all time necessarily uh, compared mm. to stuff like Dance Dance Revolution. But it's culturally, I think, in the West was such a huge, just throwing the doors wide open. Yeah. It's interesting that he just like very successfully transitioned to that. I don't know. I, yeah. I am, I, I am on my third giant podcast. Theater, so I hope I'm con. I hope, no, I, I hope I, coherent. I that's true. Like um, <laughs> you definitely saw Parappa being sort of pushed like certainly in the, in the UK and in Europe as like, um, like, Part of the the whole cool factor of of the PS one, um, like because it's like it, there was a big sort of push to appeal to like um people who had been kids when like the the Super Nintendo was out who were now sort of young adults and and um and now like going to clubs and shit like that. So there was always that appeal to sort of to club culture and club music. Mm-hmm. Um and I do think that like Parappa sort of slotted a little neatly little more neatly into that um than other rhythm games had previously. Um uh, and that sort of made it a lot a lot more appealing, I think, to to the crowd that um uh, that they were sort of marketing the PS1 towards at the time. Absolutely. And at first, too, Sony didn't believe in Parappa. Like, mm. the, the initial Japanese run was, like, 20,000 units. Um, and they were just like, this is all anybody will like. This game is dog shit, you freak. Um, <laughs> and it was just, like, sold out immediately. Just immediately. And, like, only because people loved it and were willing to just, like, buy it in mass. And they just, like, you know, it sold so many fucking units. And they was just, like... You know, the quote was, is that they... They wanted twenty thousand units 
at first because they didn't believe in the game. And then mm. for years going on after we released it, it sold 20,000 units a week. Like, it's it, it's just something that people connected with uh, and, and nobody else. And after the fact, they were like, oh, of course. It's so cool. This is part of PlayStation now, and we're yeah. we're gonna pretend yeah. it's part of the history. But they didn't they're believe it. Put it into a terrible Smash Brothers clone. Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> I'm really glad you brought that up. Uh, you know that all that Smash Brothers clone also included Kratos, if you recall, yeah. the God of War. And in God of War Ragnarok, one of the barks you get when you're talking to your son as you're driving around. Uh, sorry, not driving. Just sledding around with your dear demon wolves, talking to your son. You talk about like a Kratos enshrines uh, PlayStation All Stars in canon, and specifically mentions, I think, Parappa and the guy from Infamous <laughs> as the two <laughs> two greatest foes he had to fight at PlayStation All Stars. He was just like, I was I was taken to another realm to fight the greatest heroes. A, a a vocal bard and it's just like that's right. Parappa has canonically <laughs> met Kratos. That's, oh my god. That's, those are me. that's those games are great, but that's the best part of those games as far as I'm concerned. Let's 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 talk before we get on. Let's just because we talked about it a bit in the um while the music was playing, but I just want to yeah. mention how cool it is. How experimental the rearrangements of mm. the Parappa tracks are, because they didn't have to do that. They could have just yeah. had Parappa rapping instead of the the guitar, right? Um, yeah. And that's what every other game would have done, and we never would have criticized it. It would be like, "Cool, Parappa's here," yeah. um, and and it's like the specifically we were talking about Taste of Teriyaki, where it. It's such a strange, foreboding song that I could not imagine being in an actual like Parappa game. Um, there, they just had the leeway because Masaya Matsura is such a like hardcore musician. He was just like, you know, we're just gonna get weird with this. Uh, we have no, <laughs> no one's gonna complain about it. No, you know, well, these are the Parappa versions of the song. Um, yeah. and 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 I think it's really interesting how unusual it is and i wish i had more knowledge about music in general to talk about the structure of the songs but they they don't feel like parappa mainline tracks they feel like we're they feel like very esoteric okay you want to play parappa we're gonna have these very specific visions of these parappa tracks in um jamerlani's world and i think that is so fucking cool it makes me respect a game i love more than anything even more yeah, I'd never heard the um the Parappa tracks before because I guess I never got through Unjammer Lammy twice or thrice. But it's I thought it was really neat how they were just like, okay, this is going to have the same feel as the Lammy song, but we can't use melodic minor because Parappa is not a tonal instrument. Parappa is just <laughs> rap yeah. vocals, so they had to do it through using different kind of hits and playing with the tempo and the and using like a halftime beat mm. and just it i've enjoyed comparing the parappa versions to the lammy versions and seeing how they matched up the same yeah. feelings in different instruments yeah it's it's, that, it's really that, cool. i i am 
you know, if 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 you do have anything, anything you have to say about the the structure of these Parappa tracks is really interesting to me, Roar, because Messiah Matsura is is absolutely that guy who to got the got his and is is set financially and just wants to do weird music shit now. <laughs> um, you know, before I before this episode, I thought like, oh, why don't they do more Parappa or Um Jam or Lammy? And it's because this guy has been making like 17 weird-ass musical Tamagotchi games. Um, I highly recommend Vib Ribbon, which is mm. this like very strange... Um, experimental it's similar to parappa in the sense that you know to the beat you are jumping over pits and things but it's very uh you know divorced from any context you're just this like vector line drawn rabbit and the sell of that game is that you can play it to any any one of your tracks right um in any cd game Exactly. Um, and and it, it was, at the time, it was uh, featured in uh, the Museum of Modern Art in New York for, like, as, like, the rhythm game that people who want to take video games seriously as art should play. Um, and he's, he's just been, there, there's, like, three games for fucking iPod that you can't access now just because he's doing weird, doing weird experimental shit. Um, and it's, it's fascinating that to him, he was just like, yeah, Parappa's cool. I'm glad everybody likes it. I'm just going to keep doing these weird, high concept artistic projects. And if somebody wants to pay me for them, that's cool. If not, I'm just going to play for children in Japanese cafes. Like that seems to be his life. And I, I think that shows through in these Parappa tracks where he's just like, yeah, we're just going to get weird with it. We're going to have fun. You know, we're, these aren't just going to be the Parappa tracks. These are going to be something that's going to stir something deeper. Um, and, you know, I love it. I, this just makes me love the game even more. This is going to be Parappa in the psychedelic world of Lammy. <laughs> exactly. I just Let... want to add, I Google searched Vibribbon, and the first related question that comes up is, is Vibin a, Vibribbon a boy or a girl? So I'm already interested <laughs> if people are confused. Vibribbon, uh, I, I played, uh, I, I downloaded Um Jammer Lammy two hours before uh, the recording of this podcast and I beat it in like an hour ish. And then I was played vib ribbon up until uh, we started recording. Um, oh. and, uh, the, the yeah. rabbit in vib ribbon, uh, is, is non-binary. Um, that is canon. <laughs> so uh, he, he, I didn't, he or she will, will, I, I don't, they don't have the pronouns listed in the game. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, but can, can flex anyway. Um, I didn't actually realize that uh, Vib Ribbon didn't come out in the uh, in the United States. Um, I was just looking at it there; it only came out in Japan and Europe. So I was I was wondering why you sort of were talking about it like it was obscure, because to me, Vib Ribbon is sort of up there with Parappa <laughs> as being like one of those early um, PlayStation games that sort of um, really showed off the um, uh, the potential for for a lot of different things. Um, it's it's such a cool game. I love it. It's a really cool game. I, I had not heard it until today, until I had done my podcast what? prep. Oh, okay. Um, 
so so I, I i don't know if it's obscure or not but to me it, it to yeah. Amer- to 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 foul americans it's obscure because <laughs> yeah. it never came out here yeah uh it, it's it's always strange to talk about games that didn't come out in america versus uh one of the of the many games that didn't didn't come out in europe that i just sort of had to find by other means <laughs> um I, I highly recommend, um, you know, Viv Ribbon is something that you would have to emulate. Um, mm. you're not gonna, it, so it's it's a little tougher to to get a hold of, um, yeah. although Duck, Duck Station runs it perfectly. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, but like, it's it's an incredible, um, you know, I don't want to say esoteric or experimental OST, but it's it's very... Uh, I I don't have corporate constraints OST, um, yeah. and it's it, it it was super fucking fun to play. Yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great soundtrack. Um, one of my favorites. Um, I was going to mention something there, but I completely forgot. <laughs> um, it, I know, never mind. Um, no, the the Vib ribbon um, was always sort of one that. Um, it was one of the first games that I, re- I figured out you could take out CDs from a PlayStation while it was running and swap out for other music. And um, there was a bunch of games that you could actually do that with that with on the PlayStation, as long as they were small enough to stay loaded in RAM. Um, I think you could do it with the, the Grand Theft Auto games. Mm-hmm. So they uh, would play, play music while you were in the cars from your CDs. <laughs> I... What I love about Vib Ribbon, the the factoid I learned about it, uh, is that Vib Ribbon one, it all of the obstacles because all of the obstacles are, you know, procedurally generated from the yeah. music. They have like pits and, you know, things to climb over, loop de loops. Um, those are based on the beat, the percussion, and then Vib Ribbon two, which has a better name than Vib Ribbon two, I don't remember it, um, is based on the vocals. Um, and so it's kind of the same game, but just like musically, just a total 180 on on the whole concept. Um, and just looking at a little bit of, it's not one-to-one perfect of, mm. of interpreting the music from, if you want to put your Nickelback CD in there, but uh, <laughs> it's... It's, it's, it's an incredible idea. It does tend idea. to work better with beat-heavy music, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I think that's very interesting is just, what what the mindset is for the shit that weirdo my Sayamatsu is doing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um so I suppose speaking of different versions, then um we do have um there's another CD released um that was like redone versions um as though it were by Milk Can, I suppose, is the is the conceit of it. Is that right? Is that is, am I Yeah, the, the, this is because they released the Um Jammer Lammy like official OST, and that's what we've been listening to. Mm. But there is a separate release in Japan where I think almost everything has been re-recorded. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe not right. everything, but uh, it seems like a lot of stuff has been re-recorded. And this is the band from Um Jammer Lammy's first album, and they have like and, and it has everything from the OST in there, sure. But yeah. it, it it has like these weird, you know, like uh, in inter interstitial uh, moments where they just have like uh, a a weird radio DJ just talking about milk can on the air. They have like a they have like fucking essentially rap skits 
talking about like uh how how to look cool while playing your guitar because the musicianship doesn't matter what looking cool is what matters here's the angle you need to headbang at to look cool while playing at your guitar it's 43 degrees uh, uh and and it was something that was totally not believed in um they released it in japan and then just put it on milkcan.com in the west which is how I learned about it and downloaded it as like in college because I was somebody who, I think I just said this uh, earlier, but, um, and, and got and, and got the album that way, and they were just mm. like, most of the versions are different because they have Michelle uh, Michelle Burks as uh, Katie Cat mm. doing all all of the vocal parts uh, more or less instead of the characters from the game. Um, and it's really interesting, uh, and they're gr- and as far as and I think they're great. You know, I think I wouldn't say I would prefer to have them in the game, but I think that it is they are incredible versions of the song. And when I'm getting ready for work, and I'm just being like, "Fuck these fucking pieces of shit making me make tacos." <laughs> um, I'm 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 listening to "Make It Sweet" instead of the "Um Jammer Lammy" soundtrack to get me pumped up and ready for that. Yeah. Um, they're definitely sort of—I I wouldn't say better versions, but they're sort of—they're more song-like versions, I think. Um, and like mm-hmm. the the first track that we came in with, um, uh, what was this? "Got to Move," or no, sorry, "Keep Your Head Up." Sorry, that's the one we opened with. Um, like that's from this album as well. Um, um, yeah, absolutely. I, to, I, I was thinking about putting every all of the the can stuff at the end, but I really wanted to to open with "Keep Your Head Up" because of whips. <laughs> Um, is it? And I don't think we are milk can is in the game, at least not in any noticeable so, way. No. And so there's yeah. like original song. There's a, a original song on it. Um, there's a couple original songs, but that's like the one real original song, not the kind of mm-hmm. jokey song about how wonderful it is to have teenage pregnancy. Which, <laughs> which, which I wish I, I wish I had told you to put now. I was just like, we don't want to listen to that. But now I wish. I <laughs> <laughs> all right um so yeah uh the the tracks that we've got for the from the milk can records then are uh baby baby power off power on fire fire and uh as reese mentioned we are milk can <laughs>
that one is <laughs> seriously it's four minutes long most of the songs we've been listening to are like two and a half minutes or shorter it feels like i've been to three different places in that four <laughs> minutes absolutely yeah um i i i i'm glad you know i, I can respect their they're not being any more um jammer lamy than this but of the many things that get a zillion extra stuff added to like you, you hear things like that just a little extras from um jammer lammy it's just so all of it's so fucking good it's mm-hmm. it, i would say the i'm not gonna say the worst but like the hardest for me to connect to is taste of teriyaki and even that i'm just like sitting there doing the thinker pose just being like this is <laughs> they're doing some weird shit in here this is <laughs> um, <laughs> um and it's just all bangers um i love this game so much uh thanks for letting me talk for 95 percent of the time like uh, adderalled up uh during this podcast everybody i appreciate it it was it was good to have somebody do it <laughs> If you could see the stars in my eyes as you dropped Unjammer Lammy knowledge on me. I, I, um, this, I, this is, you know, this is one of the games for me. Um, Mm. you know, I, I, I wasn't really there yet mentally, but this very formatively was, was scene setting for, eventually coming out as trans being like what would be so cool to be just like a fun rocker girl and just like it's so good it's so cool like i don't Turns think, out you like, can just be a rocker girl yeah exactly 100 <laughs> um and it's just like it's all so good and i love parappa too uh parappa one as well um but uh it's it this, this is the one that just connects so deeply uh for per- me personally and i think that it's it's not just one of those personal things. I think that it's just an incredible, almost eff- I don't want to say effortless, but like I think there there is just so much less out there in in le- at least my research about Um Jammer Lammy than there is about Parappa the Rapa. It really feels like they're just like let's do a rock one, and it's just yeah. like S plus rank. It knocks it out of the park. And so much more has been said about Parappa. And we're going to do a Parappa episode at some point. Absolutely, um, yeah. Where where I will get death threats because I say Parappa 2 is much better than Parappa 1. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it's, it's just incredible. Um, um, so yeah, yeah. And, I, and I appreciate Tom always. I appreciate whatever you tolerate me. 
and Roar, I really appreciate you coming on for this one. Uh, Roar's yeah. one of my best friends, and so it's just very much. It's like, you want to hang out while I fucking just fucking go big mode on on, on Jimmer Lanny? It's great. <laughs> it's been a blast being here, and yeah. I've just really kind of enjoyed how, because even with like the instrumentation, it that you'd find early rock that has a lot of these like glockenspiels and let's throw some string instruments in there, like bowed string instruments. So listening to it in kind of like the 1999 take has just been a lot of fun in mm. revisiting these tracks that I heard once and stuck in my head for years and years <laughs> and years. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. Um, um, I highly wreck uh, people who in, enjoyed this. Just Google uh, Messiah Matsura's other stuff. And it's... Dude. It, it runs the gamut of just just a, a a a master Japanese musician um doing just like city pop, just banger uh OSTs, um just like a zillion experiment like every single one of these experimental games that he made. I haven't looked into any of the Tamagotchi games. Uh, and mm. I'm afraid to, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> they all have like their own original soundtracks, you know. Um, I I think that they got in Rock Band Four, they got him to do an original track that's really popular uh, for oh, in the Rock Band community. Um, it's he's really worth exploring beyond this because it's it's not going to sound like Parappa or Um Jammer Lammy at all. It's it's mm. it's all his own stuff, and it's all a lot more. I don't. I don't want to say traditional, but like working within the genres that that he cares about. Like I watched him doing like kids songs in in like a cafe with all these like frog statues around, and it was just <laughs> fucking transcendent, like that sort of shit. Or he's just like you know he's so good as as a musician, um, and and I really I'm gonna you know I said it before, but the point of these games, um, he does not ever. Care even a little bit about returning to Parappa or Um Jam or Lamy, unless you know you know he wanted to do Rap Rabbit and that didn't work out. But that's very much just like I'm sure he just shrugged and he was just like, I'm just going to do two hundred thousand other projects. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a musician working at the top of his game, just being like, I want people to love music more. I want people to love music like I do. And you know what? He really helped me as a teen get get closer to music. I really respect who he is as as an artist. And I think that you very rarely see somebody who has that level of success that he achieved. Not global success, but, mm. you know, could have gotten there. Like, if he had just continued with... His band is called... Uh, the 80s band he was in was called Sias. Like, kept going with it, kept going the corporate rock route. I'm sure... It would have just built and built and built. And that's not what he wants. He just wants everybody to live in his own, to live in the same realm of music he does. And it's so good. And I'm so glad that he decided to like drop everything and just give the Parappa cinematic universe to us. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so, like the way you describe it, it sounds like there's a lot of parallels between uh, him and the guy who did the Katamari Dynasty games. 
Absolutely. It was just like, yeah, he just he had had a unique vision that he wanted to impose upon us for uh, even just a brief window and was allowed to do that. And it, it fucking whips ass that he was allowed to do it, even if now he's just sort of, as you said, just singing, singing for kids because that's what he wants to do. <laughs> that's I mean, that, that's just like one of the many things. That's just his afternoon, you know, that somebody recorded and put on YouTube. Um, it, and it, and it seems like there's a lot of that stuff where it's just like, he's, he's constantly doing shit. Yeah. Um, and like, the, the, there's not a lot of interviews with him, but the ones that I saw, he's just like, that's all I do. That's all I think about. You know, I wake up and do music shit and, you know, whatever projects put for, come, come to fruition are great, but, uh, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's all, all he thinks about. And I think that, that <laughs> like, uh. You know, I the the Katamari Damacy um, creator, I think, didn't have that level of success. He mm. was just he had that college student sort of like starry eyed ideology that worked out. Um, but I really, I re really respect him so much as just somebody who walked away from yeah. doing music for commercials to be this person. <laughs> Because he, the, the one of the only interviews with him of any length was him talking about the process of creating Parappa the Rapa. And it's 100% him just like jumping into a volcano. He's just like, I, nobody we knew had any idea how to do game dev. I did two games for the Apple II that somebody else programmed. And he's just like, we had all like these people would just get into car accidents. It was the most fraught, cursed thing of all time. And it just, and just, somehow worked out so uh i i i it's just it's like i it's not like i didn't respect him before but i have so much respect for him after doing this episode uh yeah it's, it's great it is indeed do you have any plugs that you want to do roar uh well at time of recording still working on that book of poetry but what i really oh, wanted yeah. to use this moment for was to congratulate reese on the release of her new podcast yeah Thank you so much. Existential um, Warfare. Uh, first episode came out. It was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun listening to it, Reese. And I think it's really cool that yeah. you were able to get this going. Um, it's the I I by the time this episode has come out, I I am almost one hundred percent sure a second episode will be out. Uh, um, it's well, this is this episode is actually going to come out on Christmas Eve. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, so we'll see. Um, <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. Uh, ex existential warfare is very much a, a weird passion project of mine yeah. um, where it's a, a, a podcast with a, a wellness logline pitch that is not about that that's not about feeling good really it's it's about trying to feel good which i think is a fucking ocean away from feeling good um and and there i have a couple episodes recorded in the bank um but the next episode the reason it's taken me so long to do episode two is because i have a really tough topic um and that's part of what i want to focus on it's about finding mm. good existential warfare type that into any uh any shit and you'll in any of the things on google and you'll that'll that'll pop up but it's about trying to find good in the bad world and both parts are equally highlighted so just like people's <laughs> joys and and the 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 real shit we all have to go through so yeah check that out 
And that's that's my one plug. Uh, video games are the worst thing on earth. Uh, and and if you want me to send you a picture of uh, or a video of me taking a shower, that can be arranged financially. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we will leave that you, with no you context. Know, you know where to find Reese <laughs> with with no yeah. context whatsoever. Because um, yeah, that was that was something that would have been talked about during the song. <laughs> that, that we we talked. I, I I was ranting about me taking a shower earlier. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, as for ourselves, we're CRT Sound System. Uh, we can be found on Blue Sky and Twitter, CRT Sound System on Blue Sky, CRT Pod System on Twitter. Um, I'm on Blue Sky's Four Push. Um, Reese is also on Blue Sky. Um, but uh, Blue Sky is where you'll mostly find me being mentally ill these days. Um, because it's it's basically just Twitter with slightly less annoying people. <laughs> um, <laughs> only slightly. Um and yeah, um Yeah, I, I I'm that, a very good bud on those 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 yeah, platforms. Those uh, you platforms. you you shouldn't follow me. Uh that's that's probably a bad idea. But that that's <laughs> that's an option. Yeah. Good luck finding me. I live under a rock. <laughs> Um, and yeah, join our Discord. Uh, come and chat with us about video game music, Jamiroquai. Um, get mad about Turok, whatever you want to do. <laughs> so we got mad. that. That absolutely did occur. Uh, come on the podcast. That's that's come what always podcast. what I want to underscore is that yeah. we want people to come on the podcast, talk about the soundtracks that we love. Um, I really yeah. love when the next episode we're going to record. Uh, what what's the game called again? Um, it's going to be forever since it comes out, but. Uh, it's going to be Mad World and Anarchy Reigns. That, that's a game I've never fucking heard of before in my life, but because of this podcast, I've listened to the soundtrack now, and I fucking yeah. am very engaged with it. Um, yeah. And so I want everybody, I don't care who you are, to come on the podcast and let, let us know what you're Yeah, let is. us know about a video game soundtrack you like. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the last track we have is um, the uh, from the Milk Can album as well. Uh, it is a the milk can version of Taste of Teriyaki. Um, so we'll leave you with those. Thank you very much for listening and happy Christmas. Jumping back and forth and up and down.
Just what you can do. As you hope that you ain't no good. I've seen many more of those. I've had enough. 